Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 482. And today, I'm going to share with you a private live hot seat that we did inside of our TAS Breakthrough You community, also part of our private label classroom. This is where we jump on twice a month, and one of those calls is usually a hot seat with one of our students. What I decided to do here is give you guys a little sneak peek at what these are like and really give you the entire thing. I'm just going to break it up into two parts because they are so valuable. Whenever I walk away from these, it also gets my wheels turning and my, you know, my thought process as far as business in general, it just keeps it keeps it fresh. And I love doing these. And we've done these in person as well. We've done them uh, with small, intimate groups, you know, 25, 30 people. And we'll generally do like 10 hot seats live. And it's really where Chris and I spend, you know, a lot of our time, but we we really enjoy it. We, we really enjoy working individually with people and just hearing the situation that they're in, but then also how they got there, but then how they're going to move past any, any sticking points or any struggles. So that's what I want to do here today. I want to give you the recording of one of our live hot seats inside of our private community, the TIS Breakthrough You. All right. Now, I just want to highlight something here. The one thing that you're going to notice during the session is when we first started the hot seat, we're we're really learning, like Chris and I are learning, you know, the person's business. Like we're going through it and Literally, I'm going through while Chris is talking and I'm doing some digging as far as like looking at Jungle Scouts numbers, comparing it to, you know, their products, other products, uh, you know, how we can improve it, but also how we can, how we can decide if we even want to continue. Because the question from our student here was, is my business and products even worth saving? You know, can you just give me your honest opinion? This is what I have. This is what I've done. This is what I'm struggling with. This is what I want to do, or this is what I think I should do. Should I? And it's a great question, but there's a lot of questions that we need to answer. And there's also a lot of digging that we need to do because we need to kind of evaluate where the business is. And then also the, you know, competition and also, is it a brand and variations and and all of that stuff. And that's really what we dig into, but you're going to see, or you're going to hear how Chris and I are going through this. And as we're going through it, we're learning more and then we're digging more. And then we are discovering that there are opportunities here and, you know, probably not give up on this. And here's some things that you can do to, uh, to really take what you have and focus on the things that could really drive and move the business. All right. So Definitely going to be something you're going to want to listen to. Also, probably take notes, or you can just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 482. Now, I did break this up into two uh, different episodes because, well, number one, there's a lot of meat in here. There's a lot of takeaways, all right? That was number one, and I like to keep these at about 30 to 35 minutes, so that's what I did is I just broke it up, and I also, uh, I think you can digest it a little bit easier if you just put it in, in like chunks, right? Smaller chunks, smaller pieces. Um, and you might want to go back and listen to this one again as well, because again, like there's a lot of things in here, a lot of takeaways, and these are live situations, right? These are things that are actually happening in someone's business. The cool thing about this though, guys, is we're not like, what if this happens? Like a lot of it has already happened. So now we can say, okay, you've already started, which is another big little highlight moment here for you guys. Really? You got to think to yourself, if I don't start, how can I adjust? How can I make the next move if you don't start? And you're going to hear how one of our students here got started 
and they're where they are right now, which they think they might be able to move forward, but they're just not sure because, you know, they're, they're not seeing the numbers that they want to see. So we're going to go ahead and help them get past this. And, uh, and I think anyone out there right now that has, that has already started and that might be stuck or struggling or thinking to themselves, should I just move on? Um, this might help you. This might actually answer some of those questions that you have, um, because there's a couple of mistakes that we, we uncovered actually really early in this call. And you're going to hear how we talk about restructuring that and it will actually make it even more powerful and a little bit easier for the brand owner to, uh, to continue to push this. All right. So I'm going to stop talking now so you can enjoy this. Again, though, guys, this is part of our private label classroom. Uh, it's our TIS Breakthrough U community, which is part of our private label classroom. It's our monthly our monthly community where we jump in and we get on two monthly calls. Usually one of those is a hot seat. If you guys want more information about that, I don't generally talk too much about our private classroom here on the podcast, but I'm going to today because this is part of it. This is what we do on a monthly basis. So definitely go check out privatelabelclassroom.com. You'll get more details there. And, uh, yeah, if you want to check it out, go ahead. All right. So that's it guys. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, turn it over to Chris and I talking with our student here in this live hot seat. So sit back, relax and enjoy. So the first hot seat we have today, Scott is from Shab Stafford and he says, Hey, I'm a new student in the classroom, but I'm not a new Amazon seller. Winky face. Mm -hmm. I have some questions about my existing listings. Basically my product's just not selling well. Uh, he provided us with the ASIN. So Scott, you and I can take a look at that in the background. He gave us a little bit more detail here and said, I launched the first one four months ago and the other three were variations, which I launched in December. I've run Facebook ads with no success. All I earn from sales, I'm paying out in PPC. Basically, I haven't pulled a single dollar in profit in the last four months and I can't figure out why. Sad. I have also listed the products on eBay, tried different titles, keywords, etc., I'm getting help from Splitly and keeping the best version of all photos, bullet points, et cetera. Now I'm getting to the point where I think I better get rid of them. But before I do that, I want to know your thoughts and advice, please. And he gave us the ASINs. And Scott, if you don't have those, I'll send those to you kind of in the background here. And he said, mm -hmm. if you think I should get rid of, uh, go ahead and liquefy them. I think he means liquidate, but I like liquefy better. Uh, what is the best way to do that? And what is the best landing page for Facebook ads to bring traffic to my Amazon listing and collect emails. So basically, Scott, a three-barrel question here. The first is, let's take a look at those listings, see mm -hmm. if we can identify what the issue is. Two, uh, let's we, let's talk a little bit about kind of a decent strategy that he may be able to use here for some Facebook ads if that's what he wants to do. And then three, we'll give our thoughts on, you know, should he liquidate, liquefy, however we want to do that um, and do that. So do you have those ASINs or would you like me to say yeah. Um, I do have them and I'm kind of queuing them up right now in the background. And it looks like the first two that I just looked at are pretty much the same. Um, they're, all, they're all variations of the same product. Okay. So, and I, you and I did talk a little bit about that before we even jumped on. Um, that's my first recommendation. I'm kind of curious why we launched these on four different listings or five different listings. Um, why didn't we just um, include them? as the variations underneath a parent? Um, that would be my first question. Um, because here's the deal, right? If you have four or five SKUs and they're all the same product, but just different variations, right? It, it might be blue, it might be red, it might be like, why would we want to spread that out amongst four or five listings that we have to manage separately, right? We have to have, you know, 
everything else inside of that we have to worry about if you're worried about reviews um you have to do that right you have to figure out okay well i got i got 10 on the one but i only got five on the other i wish i could have all of them and have 15 on the one like that could be a problem um and then the other thing is uh when you have that you know those variations there you also are able to then play around with some pricing um where you can actually have a lead in like let's say that you're selling and you're not but let's just say that you were selling like a three pack a five pack and a ten pack well the three pack could be the low end and then obviously the five pack is going to be the higher end and then you'll get people coming in that normally wouldn't have came in at the higher price point so you're bringing traffic in and then selling once they get to the listing whether they're looking at other features and I, I have to say the pictures look really good um the, the you know the pictures definitely show what it is if i'm looking for this thing um they're clean they're they look professional um and there's uh and there's definitely um you know some uh you know I guess product shots, but then also how it's being used, um, some explanations, really detailed stuff. So I don't think the pictures are necessarily an issue. I think it's more of right now, my only issue is, and we'll move forward here, Chris, and I want your thoughts. That's my first thing. Like, why did we spread those all out? And I guess the next question would be like, if you wanted to consolidate them now, that would be a better question for you, Chris. How would you go about doing that? Would you do that? Or would you just then close out those other three or four and then just, you know, kind of create three or four new variations under the parent. So a few things on this. And that was my initial gut reaction too, Scott, because when you and I went through and we were looking at this, said, oh, look, here's four ASINs. It's four different products. But as we copied and pasted them into Amazon, yeah, they're all the same product. And and he does have them set up as two variations, right? Mm -hmm. So it looks like it's, it's two different products on two variations. Scott, you're you're looking at them right now. Mm-hmm. Is it uh, does it make sense to have them on the same listing? Like, is it actually the same product mm. on those two different listings? Uh, uh, that's what I'm trying to find out yeah, right it's now. Really hard for me to tell. Uh, again, maybe if I was looking for these in particular, it would. Um, they are a little different as far as the look, a little bit, but. Um, my other thing is, and again, Chris, maybe what I'll do is while you're maybe digging in a little bit yourself, I'll go ahead and pull this up on Jungle Scout. We can actually see um, and kind of tell people that are watching um, and listening um, what we think about the numbers. First off, I think that the market, it's a great market, but I think it's very competitive yeah. um, without even digging any any further. I, like, I don't even have to go any further. I know it's going to be competitive. Um, it's kind of like we can use the example and it's not 100%. We can use the example of like a... Uh, you know, a vitamin C serum or something, right? Like it's, it's something that could be that competitive. Um, you know, if you're going into, uh, the dieting, uh, you know, market, it's going to be very competitive unless you can find a way, um, to really angle yourself and position it towards one specific thing. Um, I think this is going to be, uh, it's going to be a hard road to travel. Now I'm not saying it's impossible at all. Um, but, um, it definitely, it, it's going to have some competition. So Chris, why don't you talk a little bit about what, what you see? I'm going to go ahead and pull it up in, um, in jungle scout. So, so what I found Scott, and I just took a quick look at it, what it looks like here is one, the, the two listings that are set up as variations. So there's four SKUs guys, two on each listing basically. Mm-hmm. Right. So he does have some, some variations set up. What it looks like to me is the difference is one has an additional thing. So it's, you know, a vitamin C serum and a face scrubber yeah, versus just the vitamin C serum. Mm-hmm. 
right? And then there's quantity variations. Mm -hmm. So it's two bottles of the vitamin C serum, four bottles of vitamin C serum on each of those. Mm. For me, I would still put all of those on the same listing. Now, not every category is going to allow us to do that in a way that makes sense. But usually you, you will have something like size and color, mm -hmm. uh, which you could use for that, or uh, name and size or something like that. Size and quantity a lot of times will show up. Um, there's almost always a category, a subcategory or a, like a parent-child relationship type, I think mm -hmm. is what it's called, mm -hmm. uh, that will make that work for you. Okay. And the reason that we like to have those variations all in the same listing, as long as it makes sense, is because we get the opportunity to cross-sell or upsell somebody when we get them there, right? And that's always kind of my default position. Now, you also have some people like the Armstrongs who have 7,000 variations. And that, that's only a slight overestimate. If Keith and Melissa are not with us, I'm sure they can, they can right. yell at me and tell me the actual number. But at some point, it doesn't make sense to have all 7,000 on there. Mm. Right? But in this case, we're dealing with four and it's basically a size and a type, right? So it'll be two with the, the face scrubber, two without, four with the face scrubber, four without. If I'm driving traffic to that listing, I want people to see all four of those options because I want them to pick the one that makes the most sense for them. That is almost always going to increase our conversion rate. Mm -hmm. If we can get them the, the choices, that way they don't have to bounce back to the search results, which is a negative strike against our listing, right? We got a visitor, it didn't convert. They went back to the search and went back to another listing before they bought. Amazon doesn't want to see that. They want to see people coming through search and buying. So if we can keep them there and we can get that listing in front of them with all of the options, that's going to help us increase conversion rate. Scott, were you able to pull up those yeah, numbers? I was. Here's the other thing I'm noticing now. And this is, a, again, if you are looking at competition or if you're just looking at your own listings or your own titles and, and bullets and all that stuff, you really need to look and see what they are targeting, Okay. I'm finding, Chris, that in by looking at this, and I'll give some examples that we can share without, you know, obviously revealing. But here we've got, I, I'm counting one, two, three, four. Let's call it four different markets that I'm calling out in the title. Okay. So it's kind of like I called out, like if you were saying that vitamin C serum would help uh, your skin, your, your, or let, let's say it would help your, your face. And then you would go to the next one and say that it will also help, um, I don't know, your, 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 your legs. And then the next one would be your arms. And then like, it's not specific. It's going all over the place. Right. I think that if you just focused on one area that it was, that it was going to, to benefit, and to help, and you really drilled it in there, then when people would look, they'd be like, oh, this thing is specifically built for this. It's not like a thing that will work for this, 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 and this. It's not like a, you know, I always use the, uh, the saying like jack of all trade, master of none. It's kind of like, you don't want your product to be like that either. It kind of works for this, and it kind of works for that, and it kind of <laughs> works for that. You want it to specifically work for that. Um, same thing, like uh, I use the example um, if you are looking, well, I'm starting softball here pretty soon. So I would find things that said softball that I know are, they're made specifically for softball versus just baseball. 
right? It's it, it's different. There, there's a difference there. Now, if I seen that, yeah, you can use these batting gloves for softball, for for regular baseball. You can also use it for golf, and I'd be like, eh, it's. But if I found out it's just the gloves are made for golf, or the gloves are just made for you know whatever large hands. I mean, it, it could be even that, right? Like it, you have to find that specific thing. And here I'm finding they're calling out like four, at least four different ones. When I do that, I went in and I took each specific one and then I did the search, right? And when I did the search, like the first one, the products, I mean, the reviews are really low. So that means my competition's probably, you know, low, um, but the price point's kind of low too. I mean, the most expensive one is like 22, no, 39, but the, all the other ones are like the ones that are selling anyway, are like 400 and, and uh, or I'm sorry, that with 470 sales, $6.97. Right? For the same thing? For the for the exact same, well, let me see here. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it does the same thing. Let's just say that. It doesn't look the same maybe, but yeah. Oh, okay, wait a minute. The $39 one is, no, that is something different. The one that is 22 is the same. So you got $22.86 is what it was, I think. And then the other one was $6.97. And it looks like it's the exact same thing, maybe just a different material. Okay. So then is that enough to sell? I don't know. Um, but then I'm looking at the other ones. The numbers are all pretty good. I like the numbers. I like that there's, you know, on the average, there's about three. I think the average it's telling me is 365 um, amongst them all. And they all look pretty similar. They all look pretty similar. Again, you're not much to differentiate because they're all pretty much similar, but all the price is similar too. 1099, $14.99, $899, $9.99. Um, so what they tried to do, Chris, is they tried to take this product and then bundle it with another product, which is fine, but we don't want to bundle it with another product that then does something else just so we can say, oh, we've bundled something, right? We don't want to put um, a softball glove with a, a golf a golf club glove or, you know, a, a golfer's glove, right? It's not going to make sense. Even though you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to get traffic from people that are searching golf and people that are searching for softball. They don't really go together. Right. Right. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that you made a bundle that could serve, you know, different parts of the market, but not that person wouldn't buy this other thing necessarily. They could, but they might not. Um, so it seems a little bit not there. I would rather find that one thing and drill that really drill that in. Um, that's what I'm seeing from only and, spending about five minutes here on it too, by the way. <laughs> and that's the thing. And Scott, the one variation is just the thing, uh -huh. right? So it's just the softball glove or the yep. vitamin C serum. And the other one is the softball glove and the golfer's glove. Yes. Right. Um, what are, how much are they actually selling a month on the ones I was just looking at? Mm -hmm. Um, Average on a month sales are um, 365 monthly sales. If we take that, even that other one for $39. So if we got rid of that one, let me get rid of that one. Um, we're at like 364. So it'll be yeah, about 300, 350. For, for the same products? Uh, for the same products. And the average price is $10.65. Okay. So what I'm hearing is that the demand is there. Oh, dem demand is there, but the price point is not because right, it, not. in this case, we're dealing with 1990, mm -hmm. 20 bucks. And what was the other one? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, well, the, the only 25. one that's really, yeah, the only one that's really high right now is the $22 one. Other than that, they're all under 1299. Right. So, so in the case of this particular listing that we're looking at, mm -hmm. right, for the hot seat, we're dealing with around a 20 to $25 price point, depending on which one we're looking at. So we're overpriced for the market, which mm -hmm. isn't always a bad thing. If we have 
traffic? And so that would be the question that I would like to pose here. Right. One, you know, how many sales are we actually getting from this listing? It doesn't look like we're getting all that many. I just ran Jungle Scout uh, on the one without the extra piece, and it mm. looks like like two or three a week. Okay. So like one every three or four days, right? Right. So we're talking around like eight to ten a month, probably with all the variations. I only looked at the one, mm. but we want eight to ten a day, right? The goal is kind of to get ten a day. So mm. where is the issue? Is the issue Demand, that would be the first place that I would look. No. No, demand is not there. Is the issue with demand the is there? Yeah. Um, Potentially. But to yeah. know that, we need to know how many sessions we're getting, right? Mm-hmm. And we need to know what the conversion rate is. We need yeah. to know how much traffic is hitting that listing. Generally speaking, if you can convert at 10% or better, I would say that that is good. Is that a fair assessment, Scott? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to get 10 sales a day at a 10% conversion rate, Scott, I'm going to make you do math. How many visits do we need on a daily basis? Wait a minute. I wasn't paying attention on that. I'm doing another search here. But what, what was the question again? If we're, if we're converting at 10%, if a train leaves the station mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh mm. at 6 a.m., mm-hmm. no, oh, if we're on. converting at 10%, mm-hmm. how many sessions a day do we need to get to get 10 sales a day? Oh, we need 100. Right. So we need about 3,000 sessions a month, mm-hmm. right? And in the hot seat submission, we're talking about doing split testing and doing all of this kind of stuff. Mm. None of that stuff is relevant unless it's statistically significant, mm-hmm. right? So we need to have hundreds of sessions a day, thousands of sessions a month before any of that stuff means anything. So my first course of action before I say liquidate, liquefy, do anything else is to look at my sessions, my daily sessions, and see how many we're getting, or my monthly sessions. Mm-hmm. If we're getting less than 3,000 a month, then we need to figure out the math there, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're trying to get to 10 sales a day, we need to get those 100 sessions a day. Mm-hmm. How many sessions are we getting a day? If we're only getting 10, well, we're only going to sell one a day, right? So we need to turn up PPC. We need to rank for different keywords. We need to figure that out, right? Mm-hmm. That would be where I would focus right now, because we're saying that the demand is there mm-hmm. for the product. How many, pro- how many units do they still have left? Uh, let me see if it actually says in the email. Okay. I um, found it like a bunch. Okay. Well, and here's my other thing. Here's my other thought. Okay. Because I'm not saying that it couldn't work even if you took these and bundled them like you have them. Um, I'm not saying that. I just think that you have to call it out more and, and kind of highlight what you what one you are really targeting. Um, because then that, to me, that would um, that would make it more specific. But my other thing is, Chris, is... If all you're doing is launching these three or four products and that's it and you're only doing it on Amazon and you're not doing anything else to do your outreach for, um, you know, if you're not building a brand in a sense around this, this will be a, a tough road in this space. Now, there's some other products in other markets that maybe that won't be as hard of a road, but I think this market is definitely going to be harder um, because a lot of people will be coming in and it will get competitive and then from there, you're going to have to ask yourself, why are they going to buy mine versus someone's, you know, someone else's? So I think you have to be always thinking about that. Um, I don't think you necessarily have to bail on this. Like Chris is saying, we could go ahead and we can try to drive some traffic and see how it does. Because here's the other thing, Chris. Let's say that I show up for the keyword that I that I just sent you. I sent you the the keyword, um, the long tail. And let's say that I I did get that that search traffic. Okay, for that one. 
that still means I got there. I got to figure out now is the price point that I'm pricing at, is that going to get me sales being on page one? Because I'm so much different than everyone else um, because they can just buy it for $10 and you're going to sell yours for 22 or 24, even though yours has more. We don't know that until we would make that happen. Right. So how aggressive have you been with pay-per-click? You know, how, how, how much traffic have you sent to that listing to test this stuff? And I know you, you said you're doing some split testing. Split testing is great and all if you have the traffic. If you don't have the traffic, it's going to take months before you can get a result. So to me, you have to have that traffic in order to really test that. Um, the other question would be, is this something that you are building a brand in? And if you are, then you have to start asking yourself, okay, how can I create more education around this? Because this is definitely something that could be educated you know, or ev- education driven. This is, um, a, this is a market. I mean, there is a huge market here huge. for products around this and it would be very easy to build that email list in this market. And people in this market are very passionate about this market, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you can hook somebody, they're going to be with you for a while with all of the other products that you could launch around this. So I, I think it does check Scott. It checks the demand box. And I do, I do honestly think it checks the market box. Mm-hmm. What it sounds like we have an issue with really is, traffic right mm-hmm. and if we're if we're spending money on ppc and we're at break even that's okay mm-hmm. right i you know obviously if we can ramp that up that's better and if we can make that profitable that's even better but even if we're at break even we're not at a loss and it sounds like he's at break even with the sales that we're getting here that's okay mm. in the beginning because we need to get those sales to get our our feet established but we need to take a look at a couple of things. We need to take a look at the conversion rate. That would be the first place that I would look. Look in your reports and your uh, your sales reports. Look at the unit session percentage, and see or the sale, the uh, order session percentage. Either way, um, and you'll get an idea of how frequently people hit the listing and are buying. If that's over ten percent, then we're converting okay. Hmm. But we need to get more eyes on the page before we even know if that number is quote unquote real. Right? If we're selling six a month, I can tell you right now we're not getting enough eyes on the page. Bernard brings up a good point. He said, if PPC is not enough to get the necessary amount of traffic, you know, that 100 sessions a day, what are the other options? Mm. Your email list, your Facebook ads, your influencers. And in the email, Scott, he said, you know, I am running Facebook ads. I, I don't know, you know, the best way to do that. I, I feel like I'm just wasting money on it. You know, what, can you help me out with that? So it sounds like we're saying, okay, you know, we're running Amazon PPC. Mm-hmm. We're also trying to run Facebook ads. So my first question before, or my first thing before we even get into Facebook ads. Again, coming back to eyes on page, how many impressions are we getting for PPC? Hmm. If we're getting a couple hundred impressions a day, that's not enough. We need to raise our bid. We need to make sure all of our keywords are rolling. If we're getting a couple thousand and people aren't clicking, then we have a reviews, a title, a Mm -hmm. photo issue, Mm -hmm. right? That's the first step that I would take. Take a look at your PPC reports, see how many impressions you're getting, see how many clicks you're getting, and divide that by 60 from your mm. report mm-hmm. and see, you know, what are you getting, right? Or yeah. 30, whatever date range you run on that PPC report mm. so you can get the average daily mm. and see what that is. And if that's not enough, you know, if you're not getting 100 clicks a day because we don't rank, I don't think for for either of those keywords really. Mm. Um, I want to check. We're not out. getting 100 clicks a day from that, then we don't even have a significant result there. Now, obviously, if you're paying $2 a click, that's $200 a day in PPC. We're not going to ideally drive all that traffic from there, but if we can get a couple thousand impressions a day, 1,500, 2,000 impressions a day, we're going to be able to tell where the issue is in driving the traffic itself within Amazon before we ever go outside of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. The other question, I'm just, again, just because we're kind of flying through this here, 
is what is the main keyword that they're going for? All right, so I'm gonna cut in here so we can uh, kind of pause right here. We'll pick up in the next episode where we're gonna be talking a lot more about how to be found, how to increase your search, um, keyword strategies, um, how to find some of the keywords that your competitors are making sales from. Those things are what we're gonna be discussing in the second part of this. But again, guys, I want you to just really think about where you are in your business right now. Does this make sense to you as far as you kind of look and see where you are, where you where you can make you know improvements, or maybe where you've made a few mistakes and now you just need to learn from those and then just adjust along the way, all right? And that's why I like doing these because to me, there's really no wrong way because you just don't know until you start. You have to get started and then you have to see what happens and then you need to adjust, you need to pivot, all right? And then yes, there are times when you're gonna be like, you know what? I'm not going to move forward in this because number one, it's not a passion of mine. Um, the, the products that I've picked are just oversaturated and I made a mistake there. So just, you know what, liquidate it or liquefy as, uh, as, uh, you know, our student was saying and just move on. I mean that sometimes you have to make those decisions and in any business, right? If something isn't working or if something seems like, you know, it was working and now it's not, we have to, we have to see if it makes sense to continue on that. There's a lot of times, even in our new brand that we're looking at products that we've launched that might not be pulling their weight anymore. And we'll just have to cut them off and then just continually roll out new products. And you're also listening. I believe you're listening, hopefully, and you're hearing us talk a lot about like, is this going to be a brand? Is this going to be something that you could put some content behind? Is this something you could build that email list in? Is it something that you have expertise in? If all of those things are there, then it makes your decision a little bit easier Then yes, let's stick with it. Let's just go and find another angle in another product or maybe angle it differently to our market. So there's a lot of different things there asking yourself at that point in time, is this something that I want to build a brand in or is this just a product that I want to try to sell? Okay. Just, you need to ask yourself those tough questions sometimes. And you know what? Business is all about being able to adjust, being able to make those decisions to pivot when you need to, and just go with the flow. Like you have to, like things are going to change. Stuff is going to happen. That's in any business, brick and mortar doesn't matter. Okay. So, uh, just wanted to kind of throw that back out there to you. All right, guys. So make sure you come back, listen to 483 on the next episode. That's where we'll pick up this conversation, this live hot seat, where we're also going to be talking a lot about how to get more exposure, how to increase your traffic, whether that's using long tail keywords, also looking at your competitors and seeing what keywords that is driving most of their sales. And there's ways that we can do that. And I'm going to share that with you, or we're going to share that with you in part two of this live hot seat. So I'm just going to remind you guys again, if you want the show notes to this episode, head over to the amazing forward slash 482. That's where all of your show notes, your transcripts, links, all that stuff will be there. And then also if you wanted more information about our private label classroom, uh, head over to privatelabelclassroom.com and you can learn all about that in our monthly community over there in our TAS breakthrough you where we do these monthly calls and we do a lot of other cool things as well. So guys, check it out and uh, yeah, let's just uh, get out there and make things happen and just keep learning through the process. I can't stress that enough. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud. T
take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.